I was happy because, you know, it, I went through a breast cancer journey and then we all went through COVID mm -hmm. and we were able to turn two negatives, two really not good things into something good. Yeah. So it's a, you know, it's inspiring, even inspiring to myself that, you know, you, you can look for a silver lining. Things are bad, right? They're going to be bad times are going to happen, but good times are going to happen too. And if, if you can try to find hope or stay hopeful and look for good things, they're there, they're out there. And, and it's, if you don't quit, you know, you're going to be okay. Welcome to The Irresistible Factor, a podcast where I talk to founders and investors and retailers about what it takes to launch successful brands, from developing a compelling proposition and brand identity, to raising capital, to getting distribution, and more. My name is Christy Bridges, and I'm a marketing expert with tons of experience and a true love for all things health and wellness. Welcome to today's episode of The Irresistible Factor. I have a really awesome guest with me today. Her name is Lori Levine, and she is the CEO and co-founder of Scott's Protein Balls, and she has a really, really great story to tell and share. So welcome to the podcast, Lori. I am super happy to have you. Thank you, Christy. I'm so happy to be here. I've loved meeting you, and now I'm excited to share a little bit more about my story and our journey. Yeah. So tell me everything, but start with how did you even decide to do this and why? Sure. So I had breast cancer back in 2017, which is about six years ago. And uh, it was it was a really awful time in our lives, came out of nowhere. And I got through it as best as I could. And I we I had to commute from Long Island to Manhattan every day for treatment for two months. And I had surgery and I pretty much ate whatever I could eat and just, just had to get through the, the time. And I felt out of control and I really just, I felt sorry for myself, but I'm a positive person. I found a way through Scott and I made plans in the city and, and did all kinds of fun things. But when the, when the treatment was over, I realized there are things I can control. I can control how I think and, and what I eat and what I, how I take care of my body. So I went to a nutritionist. I was 58. I'm sorry. I'm 58 now. I was 52 at the time. And I said, I want to get into the best shape of my life. And she helped me. And I did. I got into the best shape I've ever been in. I, I got myself back and rehabilitated after the breast cancer. And But she said, no more protein bars. She said, they have sugar, soy, preservatives. They sit on the shelf for a year. Um, she called them the wall, the protein bar aisle, the wall of shame. And, and I said, why? And she said, they're just, they're bad for you, especially as a breast cancer survivor and, and everyone, they're bad for everyone. Were you surprised to hear that? Shocked, shocked, yes. right? Everyone I know carries one or two or more. Uh -huh. Yep. And Scott says he eats the one that tastes the best of the worst. And mm -hmm. so I was like in a pickle because I really needed a quick grab and go. I was feeling better. I was coming back to myself, exercising. So Scott said, he, so Scott and I are both accounting finance people, CPA, CEO. And I, he said, you've been through so much. I wasn't able to really do anything. I'm going to create a little product for you that you can have. And, and that'll hopefully fill that need, that, that sweet tooth need. So that's what he did. He went online. He found recipes, combined them. Most important, he wanted something that tasted good and, and was clean and nutritious with low sugar and, and all the things that the protein bars weren't. So he made this little ball for me and it was peanut butter. We, we called it Scott's balls, Scott's peanut butter cacao balls. 
and and they had to go in the refrigerator. And that was the difference between us and and the bars that they sell. We it was clean. It had no preservatives, and so it was refrigerated or frozen, and and it was great. And and that's sort of how I got the product. That's how it got to me, and that's it got me through, and it, it helped me, you know, to rehabilitate myself by eating something clean, sweet when I needed a snack, but that was healthy. Yeah, yeah. And when he did that for you, were you guys thinking you were creating a brand or were you thinking you were creating a snack for yourself? Absolutely not a brand. (laughs) Um, He he created them for me and I would walk around in little tiny Ziploc bags with them and take them wherever I went. and, And people said, what is that? Can I have one? And my Ziplocs got bigger and bigger. And before I knew it, People leaving our house with gallon-sized Ziplocs. Everybody wow. was starting to ask for them. Friends were telling friends, and the family loved them. And we started really giving them away. And it was a it was a labor. It was a a labor, a labor of love. It was a, a passion project. And then somebody said, "Can you make one with almond butter?" So he did, and he called the Snickerdoodle, and and it had almond butter, and it was super clean, and it was less sweet. And then the joke started to be that we needed to go into business, but. You know, I'm a mom. I was recovering from cancer. Scott's commuting a total of three hours a day. We're not starting a business, right? Of course, we can't start a business. Well, <laughs> famous last words. <laughs> famous last words. Before we knew it, some other obstacle came in everyone's way, which was COVID. And next thing I know, Scott's working from home. My two sons at the time, my son and his, my older son and his girlfriend moved back home. My younger son moved back home. The world was weird and scary and nobody really knew what to do with themselves. And I, being the optimist that I've been, I said, you know what, guys, we're going to roll protein balls. We're going to roll balls. And I ordered ridiculous amounts of ingredients, 50 pound bags of, of ingredients. And I ordered a bunch of chest freezers. And that's what we did from March until like the summer. We just rolled protein balls and made an inventory and People started leaving their homes a little and, and doing stuff a little more. And so we said, let's see what if this could be anything. So we, we made up a Google Doc and we started posting about it on our own social medias and stuff. And, and before we knew it, we I was posting in some of the mom groups on Facebook and the power of the mom group. Wow. Yeah, yeah. For real. For yes. real. Yes. Right? Yes. If one mom says something good. Now, hopefully no one ever says anything bad. Which, which is, hasn't happened, thank God. But the, um, it just started to become a little bit of a thing in our neighborhood. And before we knew it, we had a little business. And then we, we started selling in a bagel store right near us in Long Island and then another bagel store. And um, you packaging at that point, like, did you have, were you more formal at that point? Not Ziploc bags, but packages and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The first bags that we had were these gigantic bags and we only had 20, we had 20 balls in it with stickers on it. And it looked so homemade, which is what it was, but it worked. People bought it. And, but, you know, buying 20 pack was a lot. So then we moved into these little clamshells got, and made it look a little better. And then a couple more iterations to what our current packaging is. But when we went into the first bagel store, we ended up moving out of our home kitchen and we went and we made them at the kitchen at the bagel store. Oh, um, okay. interesting. The, the owner said his baker's left by noon. And so we came in there and, and we were all in masks and I hired a couple of people from the neighborhood. Nobody even knew what each other looked like. And we just stood at a table and we rolled balls and we packaged them. And 
it was a whole family obligation, a family affair. My my younger son became the delivery boy. My son's girlfriend, who's now his fiance, she ran the, our kitchen at our house. And then when we moved to the bagel store, we it started to become a little more formal, a little more of a business. And I was happy because, you know, it, I went through a breast cancer journey, and then we all went through COVID. Mm-hmm. And we were able to turn two negatives, two really not good things into something good. Yeah. So it's a, you know, it's inspiring, even inspiring to myself that, you know, you you can look for a silver lining. Things are bad, right? They're going to be bad times are going to happen, but good times are going to happen too. And if if you can try to find hope or stay hopeful and look for good things, they're there, they're out there. And, and it's, if you don't quit, you know, you're going to be okay. Yeah. You really are. And so it was crazy. And that was, then, then we launched a website in April of 2021. So about a year and a half ago. And now we're in about over a hundred stores and we sell at JFK, LaGuardia, Newark airports. And we're really expanding. We've gone to some trade shows where we've met great people like you and we've met some retailers and distributors and we're rocking and rolling right about now. We have a lot, a lot of balls in the air. I like to say um, <laughs> that's funny. And yeah. And so it's, it's been a journey, a lot of highs and lows, but we're going forward. So at what point did you guys say, and obviously you went and you were in a store, but even when you were in the bagel store, it wasn't big yet. Right. It was still sort of grassrootsy. At what oh, point did you, did you say we're on to something that could be really big? And what was the, what were the indicators for you that you really had an idea that could be big? That's a great question. So we, you know, at first it was a hobby. It was fun, especially just from our house. Of course. But then we went into the bagel store and he started selling it there. And like I said, a bunch of other stores started selling it. And then we realized that the stores were reordering. They were selling out. All people really needed to do was taste it. So we started doing like demos, demonstrations at a bunch of stores where we had people try the ball. They tasted it. They liked it. They heard the story. And then they were really hooked. Then they were connected. And we made the decision about, I guess, like early 2022, we looked at each other and we said, people really like it, love it. Stores reorder, people reorder let's do this. Let's jump in with both feet and let's do it. And that's what we did. And, and we went hard and, you know, we're in stores in a few other States looking to expand further. And we expanded our product line. We have eight flavors now, and then we do some seasonal ones. As a matter of fact, we have a pumpkin spice flavor right now. That's going to be retired soon. And the first week of December, we're going to be re-releasing our peppermint bark balls, which is a really fun holiday flavor, holiday gift. It'll be on our website and on Amazon. And, uh, you know, we're finding that we have a loyal fan base and, yeah. and people love it. And so I also, there was something really important to me. Last year was my five-year anniversary of being clean. And right. That's thank really you. It was a really big deal. And I feel fortunate that research really, really impacted my own personal journey And there are some tests that were funded by a a foundation called BCRF, Breast Cancer Research Foundation. And they funded tests that impacted my own personal journey. So last year at my five-year anniversary, I formed a partnership with them and we donate a percentage of sales. We donate back because even just recently they did a test. They, my doctor at NYU, my oncologist did this test sheet. They actually had my tumor in the lab at NYU in pathology still. 
and we're able to take a piece of the tissue and send it to a lab. There's only like one lab in the country that does this test. It's called the breast cancer index. And the test told my doctor that I did not need to stay on the medicine beyond five years. And it really was a game changer for me. This happened about two weeks ago. And I came off that medicine and I feel like it gave me closure and I can close the chapter and know that modern technology, modern research is telling me that I'm going to be okay. Yeah, that's so great. I'm so happy for you. Thank that's you. Thanks. And it's nice that, and appropriate that that's what you've decided to do with some of your money. It really makes a lot of sense. I'm curious about, I'm moved by your story, so I'm a little verklempt, but I'm <laughs> curious about when you have distribution in stores now and you need refrigeration. So where does it sit in the store when you have distribution? Where does it live? So it can be in a few different areas. We're a great grab and go item. So you'll find us in a lot of grab and goes with yogurt or other, you know, protein. We're within, um, we're in a bunch of stores in the Hamptons called Citarella. And uh. we're in, they have a huge grab and go and we're with the salads and the, the real grab and go. And then in a bunch of stores, we're in the produce department with the cut up fruit. We love to be there because that's what we are. Yep. Our, tag, our tagline is fresh from the fridge. And, yep. and, you know, you go buy some cut up fruit, you see protein balls, you know, it's healthy it's yeah, and you, and you, and you could feel good about it. And then in some stores we're in dairy. So we're with yogurt and other, other refrigerated snacks. Okay. What's your dream for the brand? Where do you want to see it go? So we are very happy in the protein ball space and we, we don't want to start changing lanes yet, but we have some other really exciting ideas in the works. At some point we want to do a CBD ball mm-hmm. and, and we also want to do some dog treats at mm-hmm. some point because that's um, a great idea. We're dog lovers and and I think it'd be a really great snack. And dogs can eat almost all the ingredients that are in the balls already. So we've yeah. met with a pet nutritionist, but that's not happening yet. And the last thing is we really want to do our own like a homemade kit, like um do it yourself. Because oh, cool. our our product is is so refrigerated. And if we can do the kit, then you can make it at home and you can buy it off the shelf. So yeah. We, yeah. we can get ourselves into other areas of the store and right, right, right. And, and then people can have fun with it, you know, on a good idea, but, actually. That's a really fun idea. I love that. It's very innovative because I think people want that, but they also you can't I mean, sometimes you buy stuff that's refrigerated and your shelf life is so short you can't even do it. Yeah, right, that's a cool idea. Right. I like that. You know, the thing is with the protein balls, you know, and like you said, a lot of people make them themselves. We we made them, he just made them himself for me, but it's a real pain to make oh, them. God, it's, yes. it's a labor of love. You need a dozen ingredients that you don't have. And then you're going and buying large quantities of things that you only need. And then you don't make them again. Yeah. So if we can make it convenient, you know, for, for people and the ones that we made, you know, people would much rather buy them than yes. make them. They're going to spend the money buying all the ingredients and they'd rather buy them fresh. And they can also go in the freezer. So if you buy in the stores, we sell in four resaleable four packs. And we're also going to be launching two packs soon in stores. We sell the two packs to companies and they buy them for their company kitchens and commissaries. Yeah. Yep. But we sell two packs and four packs for the stores and also in golf courses. But on our website, we sell 10 packs and 20 packs. Yeah. So like I keep them in my freezer in a 20 pack and I take two Java peanut butter balls out for breakfast every morning and, and with my coffee and I'm great for hours. That's awesome. So tell me about the challenges because those are all great things. And I also know 
from lots of experience and lots of interviews that it's never easy ever, even if it sounds like it's easy. So tell me about that. What's your biggest challenge right now? Okay. Let me think. Cause there are a few. Yeah. I'm going to talk about all of them, but not going to, not going to lie. So we've, we're self-funded up until this point, we've been okay. bootstrapping it. We have been introduced and connected to so many people who could be potential investors. And, you know, since it's just Scott and I, and we have a couple of people on our team, we haven't had, even had the bandwidth to do this fundraise. And, yep. you know, so it's terrible because we want a partner, we want a strategic partner and not just with money. We want somebody who, you know, we're two accounting finance people who were not entrepreneurs, who were not in the food space. We've come really far. We're super happy and proud of where we're at. But now that we know we really have something, we want to scale up and we want to bring in the right people. So that's part of what we want to raise money for. And we haven't had the bandwidth. So we had a meeting last night and we decided, the two of us, we had a, we did it, an executive retreat at a sushi restaurant. And, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and decided we have got to commit the time because, you know, we just to to take it to the next level, we have to scale up. We have to, and maybe we need a partner with expertise who's had an exit or who's who's done this and done the and has the skill sets that we don't have. Yeah. So one of the negatives is that we have not done the fundraise yet because it's time to go and to grow. And so we have to get on that. So Another, can I just say one thing before you tell sure. me your next challenge? You're so lucky sure. you didn't do the fundraise yet because it has been the worst time in history to raise. And so you having, for whatever reason, right, you know how it works, something made you not have time to do it yet. And now you do. And hopefully things will start to shift because it has been really tough. And a lot of companies have been undervalued. And I think actually, it's probably better that you didn't do it yet, because there's That's just great. so much That's more great. information out there right now. And I just, I feel like everyone who raised or tried to raise over the past year has just been absolutely miserable. Well, so, well, yeah. that's good to hear. That's yeah. definitely yes. good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe things happen for a reason, yes. right? Yes. So we're really, we're working on that now. We think it'll be a game changer because we, we want to add to our staff. We want to, we want to do, we work with a co-manufacturer now. We had left the bagel store a while back and then we rented, we still until a few months ago, we're making them out of a commercial kitchen in Long Island. And now we're using a co-manufacturer in Long Island who actually has a machine to roll the balls. Okay. So where okay. we can make 10 balls a minute when we were doing it at the commercial kitchen, they can make a hundred balls a minute yep. with the machine. Yep. We're ready to go. And maybe you're right. And maybe the stars are just going to align now for us. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think so. And you know what else? We have more data. We have more stores. Yeah. So yeah. than we did a year ago when we want, when we first discussed this. So, so that's been a challenge, but we're really moving it to the forefront now. Another challenge definitely is, and everybody said it, and of course we didn't want to believe it. Everything's going to cost way more than you think. And boy, were they right. You make mistakes. We've tried different packaging, or maybe we've missed something and then a packaging came out wrong. And then we had to pay for a whole new run, yep. you know, and, and as a startup, as an entrepreneurs, there's just, there's errors, there's mistakes and, and it costs you, it, co it hits you in the pocket. And so I guess that's also just the result of not having enough people, enough eyes or enough hands. So definitely have had some learning experiences and having things cost more than we thought. And also ingredient prices have gone up dramatically oh since, we start, since we started shipping rates are high. Again, a lot of this though is, is what's really super cool is as we're transitioning and growing, a bunch of these costs will come down. 
Of course. So you'll scale. Once we're once we're up at like moving up to the level that we're heading towards right now, we'll be able to buy ingredients for less because we'll be buying more ingredients. We'll be able to get the shipping rates lowered because we'll be doing more shipping. So there are definitely economies of scale that are coming, which will be which will be really great, helpful for sure. And then definitely people have been a challenge. My God, we Scott's always been in the in the finance world. He's a he has a CFO background and he's been in human resources. And you know, a lot of this is new for me. But we interview people, we get resumes, and just people are just not, they're not what they appear to be. And so you find out a lot the hard way. I've been learning, and it's a really great lesson, hire fast and fire faster. And it's super hard because- It's so hard, isn't it? The worst? It is, it is the worst. And we've had amazing people come through the door. We've had amazing people work for us. I'd like to say that most, if not all, of the people that are no longer working for us still have a relationship with, um, you know, and you can't always be friends with everybody. And I, I do want to be, but that's uh, not realistic yeah. as so we hard. grow. But honestly- they just weren't right, the right fit for us. You know, it doesn't mean that it was the wrong, it just wasn't a good fit. Their skill sets might've been great, but so that's just been very hard to fine tune. And we're a teeny tiny shop. So if, if you don't have a lot of people working for you and, and somebody's not doing what you needed or what you envisioned or, you know, or you just don't align, it just definitely weighs on all the other people. Totally. Yeah. So, you know, those are definitely some of the, the harder things that, you know, when you go into business, you don't expect, you know, you think it's going to be easy. You think it's all going to be roses and cheery and it's not, you have a hard day and you're thinking, what the hell am I doing? Why are we doing this? And then you get a phone call, an email and you're like, okay, that's why, like we, we know why, you know, we just needed to be reminded. Yeah. How do you deal with the, the lows? I know there are so many lows and there are so many highs. How do you deal with the lows? And do you, do you take the highs also with a grain of salt sometimes? So I'm a really optimistic person, almost maybe to a fault. But what, like, what's good is like, if Scott's having a low, then I'm probably not having a low. And yeah. if I'm having a low, then he's probably not. So we can sort of like pull each other out of it, which is good. The lows are not that low now. Like, you know, a year ago I had 300 things on my to-do list and now I have a dozen. And, mm -hmm. and the ones I have are huge, but... I just, we feel so accomplished at this point yeah. that what we've done. And so when we have a low, if we don't get an account or whatever, any, anything that goes wrong, we quickly have something else good that happens and we can just get right back up fast. I take the highs very high and I try to temper the lows. And I just, I, I wake up in the morning and I'm literally like waiting for something good to happen. Like that's just like who I am and how I roll. And so it, it really serves me in the business too, because there are lows, there are lows. I'm not going to lie. But I think if you, like you said, maybe you try to take it with a grain of salt, you know, maybe it bugs you and it aggravates you for a day or whatever, but then something else good happens or hopeful. And then you're back up again. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. I think it's important. And I think it is a really useful skill for someone like you because a founder you have to take the lows. You have to find a way to get around the lows because there's so many of them. Absolutely. And you, you need to keep in a good state of mind or else you won't be able to make it. You just won't. It's yep. hard. There's no it's doubt about it. It's definitely hard. What do you guys do to get the word out? Do you do your own? Do you do marketing at all? Or have you not had to because it's been word of mouth? That's a great question because we are actually changing up some of the stuff we're doing currently. 
We have a social media presence at Scott's Protein Balls on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We're on Pinterest. We're on all the social media platforms. We're on TikTok. But we have a weekly newsletter or bi-monthly newsletter. And we have a lot of blog posts, which people really enjoy. And we do email marketing. But one thing we have not done yet is paid ads. So mm-hmm. paid social ads, paid search ads. And yeah. we've decided we're really reevaluating our budget right now. We're looking to obviously increase our sales, lower our expenses from things that we've learned and things we've tried that you know maybe haven't worked. So we're about to launch that in the new year where we're going to put some dollars towards paid ads. And even we're on Amazon and it's doing great without, but from what we understand, we should throw a little money at, at it. You definitely um, of all yeah, the right. to money, that's the one. Yes. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. And, you know, because we want to show that our revenue is increasing, that we have a handle on our expenses, you know, because we were getting, because we're getting investor ready. So I'm excited about it because we've researched it. We've been interviewing firms and um, we feel really good about it. And it's a big change. And so it's exciting that we're going to like try stuff in a new direction also and scary, but you know, it's just, it's really important for us to do that now too. The cool thing is you can do a lot of testing and learning with a little bit of money. So you don't have to blow your budget and say, oh, exactly. shit, it didn't work. You can just incrementally figure out what works and then get yourself there. So that's, that's awesome. And it's, that's exactly right. That's what, your, that's um, the suggestions. What's your most engaged platform? Is it Instagram? Is it TikTok? I would say it's Instagram above all. We are also making a big push now. We're going to start doing a lot more TikTok. I may, uh, I've been told that as a founder and a founder with a story that I should talk more, that I should make more content. So we're talking about like me maybe doing a day of shooting and then repurposing all the content for all our platforms. Yeah. I follow, follow a lot of brands and, you know, you do, you start to like want to know more about the mm-hmm. person about, you know, and so I, I'm going to really try to do that. I've been doing, I wear more hats than I want to be wearing still, yeah. but as we're scaling, and we're getting the right people in place. I want that's sort of really where I want to more focus because it is a good story, but more than the story, it's growing, it's evolving. And I think people would like to know and see like what's going on and what we're doing. And we should show more like a behind the scenes content and what we're doing, not just ads and not just graphics, you Definitely. know, the Definitely. real, the real stuff. The yep. Meat. <laughs> yep. I agree with that. And I, an unsolicited plug for you. I loved your product a lot and I think it's fantastic. And I'm not surprised that people are talking about it and looking for it because it's very good. I'm um, grateful to hear yeah, that. It's really, really, yummy really. And addictive and all the things that <laughs> you want it to be. It makes my day. It really yeah. makes my day to hear that because you do work so hard. You do have the lows. And then when you say to yourself, oh my God, people, people we're like doing it. something. We're doing yeah. something for people and we're raising money for research in the process. Yep. And you're doing something healthy for people. It's not just like giving yeah. people yes. a snack. It's like giving them a snack they could really feel good about eating. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've seen two-year-olds. We partner with the Children's Museum in Bridgehampton. They actually also sell the product. I see two-year-olds sitting in the stroller sucking on a protein ball. Amazing. They they just know they like the taste. They yep. don't know they're eating flax seeds and chia seeds. And, exactly. you know, when my kids were two, I would have loved for them to be eating something so healthy and and be, feel great about it. You know, it's a different world. There's so many options now. Agree. Agree. That's awesome. At the end of interviews, I usually ask the founders to give advice. So is there anything that happened or that you constantly think, oh, if I ever talk to someone who's doing this, I'm going to tell them this. 
Don't do this. Do this. Okay. Yes. Let me think. Number one, which I had trouble with and Scott's having more trouble with, asking for help and delegating. I'm, I'm torturing him to give stuff up. Like we have capable people and he just, it's really hard because if you do it yourself, you can get it done, but it's just taking away from the bigger stuff that you need to do, you know? And so that was definitely my first piece of advice is try to just build an organization, no matter how many people it is, where you can delegate so that give up the stuff that you really should be able to delegate because you do need to focus on the bigger stuff. I would say that. And I would also say, which is something I learned, which is pretty cool, pay it forward. I mean, the amount of people I've come into contact with, we've made this amazing network of people in the New York area where we do a lot of events. We do a lot of charity events, a lot of fundraisers. If I hear about one, I'm calling the brands that I know and getting them in the, to the event too. And they're getting me into events they're doing too. And, and people are sending me a co-packer or a place that I should sell this store in their, in their neighborhood, you know, and I've really learned the value of, of paying it forward. I'm always a pay it forward person in my life. I try to help people and do good things, but especially in business and, yeah. and you don't do it. So they'll help you back. You do it because it feels good. And, yeah. and then they help you back. And then you're like, okay, this is awesome. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's a community. Yeah. It's a, you build a community. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's a good community too. I think this particular, Oh my God, everyone is, is, is a startup in like in the space that we've been working with and at the trade shows and, and it's just amazing, you know, that everybody really wants to help everybody else. Yeah. It is nice. You don't find that in life all the time. No. And you certainly don't find it in bigger organizations where the, with more developed brands, because they're all just trying to steal each other's business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say that, you know, I mean, we're not friends with any other protein ball companies. If we were, <laughs> I may not, I may not share as much, but the entrepreneurial, the co-entrepreneurial experience has been astounding. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I think you have a great story and I Thank really Christy. love it. And I'm glad that I'm getting to help you share it. Thank um, you. We're yeah. so appreciative. Really. Oh, thank you. I am too. I think this is going to be such a good one. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Irresistible Factor. I'm Christy Bridges, and I can't wait to see you next Wednesday.